the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of I on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate, and I'm here with my co-host, Ace on Super. And I thought that we'd spend this time um, talking about something that's really important, and that's the inspection process. Um, I'm going to talk about, and that's what happens when you purchase a home. Um, and I, I always advise people, I know some people are giving it up to get their offers in, but I, I advise people to always have an inspection where an engineer comes in and takes a look at the house. So I'm going to go through with Ace what you should look for if you're the seller, what you should do before you even put the house on the market, and if you're a buyer, what you should do, because most people are going to have an inspection. And then this question, and Ace, maybe I should do this first because I know you can't stay the whole hour. Um, What happens when the appraisal comes in low? And so maybe I'll start with that. Um, rather than the appraisal process, because I know Ace has to leave, and this is a good a good point and a question. And this might be happening a lot because prices are rising so quickly that sometimes the banks can't keep up with the pricing. Now, what happens is if you buy a house, you go to contract, and I'm assuming that for those people who are getting a mortgage, you are going to buy to a bank. And the bank is going to, of course, check your credit and all that, your income and how much you earn and all that kind of stuff, as we always tell you. So you want to have that all in place. And even if you've done a pre-inspection, you've done a, you know, you've gone to the bank, you're pre-qualified and you've got a mortgage commitment, it's always going to be depending on the mortgage commitment based on the house. So the appraisal, okay, so what will happen then is after you go to contract, you put your down payment, the bank will send their appraiser to see your property and make sure that they're, that they're lending you on a good investment and that you're not paying too much. So the question that came to me is what happens? My appraisal came in lower than the sales price. What do I do now? And that means that the bank appraiser came in, and let's just say you were buying, I'll make it easy, let's just say you were buying a $600,000 property and you were putting $200,000 down and you were buying and you were going for a $400,000 mortgage. The bank would want to go in and make sure that they are at least going to cover the $400,000 debt. 
that they have. So, you know, the more you put down, the less the appraisal becomes a problem, but that's why sometimes people don't like to take small down payments. So, Ace, how many times has that happened, or do you think that's happening more because prices are going up? Dottie, this is something that's happening in the marketplace every single day uh, with price points going up. Could you explain it and tell sellers and buyers what they should be doing? Yeah, I, I mean, at this whole point, problem. definitely, definitely. So so what's happening now is the market has commanded such a rapid rising uh, price uh, price point that, that the banks can't really keep up with the comps, right? So what's happening now is, to Dottie's point, if you're buying something for 500000 and let's say you're putting only 10% down and you were qualified uh, for 450000 if let's say the bank's appraisal came in at let's say 450 instead of 500000 you would have to make make up the difference right Dottie so you would have to put another 10% down if you really wanted to go through with the home because the bank is only going to lend you based upon their appraisal price not what you're paying for so look it's happened so many times already Dottie where you know I I sit down with clients they're looking to go into contract and then what happens is they agree, they agree upon a price, and then the appraisal comes in a little bit lower, and now the client really needs to make up that difference between what they agreed upon in terms of the, of the sale price and what the bank's appraisal came in at. So, for example, if you agreed to a 500000 price, but the bank appraised it for 450000 you could be subject to, make, to making up that difference of $50,000, and that's really where we want to advise our clients. If you're going into a bidding war and you feel as if you're bidding a little bit above asking price, just make sure that worst case scenario, you have that additional funds to prove to the bank. Uh, so that way, if it does come in a little bit lower uh, than what your bidding price was, you, you have enough um, cash reserve, reserves, right, Dottie? So that's happening more and more every single day with all of these bidding wars where people are bidding above asking, and that's really where you can get into a little bit of trouble. Um, but if you're prepared and you know that you're going above asking and you have the funds, then that's what you should do, right? So that's, that's really where we're seeing a lot of these appraisal prices coming in a little bit lower when there's bidding wars and people are bidding above asking, right? So that's- well, You know, that's I, 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 these things might not work, but I have a few, uh, things that you could try. I don't guarantee that they work. Love it, but, love you know, it. If you get an expected, unexpected low appraisal, and of course that throws a wrench in uh, your home buying process, you can, I believe still can, request another look. You can submit another appraisal. And whether the bank takes it or not, but when the bank does appraisals, they use comparable properties. And I don't think there's a lot of comps available because there's not a lot of sales because of the shortage of inventory. But if you could go to your broker and you can, your broker can go to their computer and find out comps. And if you can find out, because sometimes, you know, look, the appraiser just has to use comparable properties. And they don't necessarily go inside the house, so maybe one has much much better condition inside or has a little new. So if you find comps, that are higher than the ones that, you know, that would substantiate the price that you're paying, you can resubmit to the bank with the new comps. It's called a 
consideration of value. It's called an ROV, reconsideration of value. It doesn't always work, but if you really want that house and uh, your broker, you have a good broker who can help you, and there are things that substantiate a higher price, that might that might work. You and can Dottie, also try to negotiate. Yeah, Definitely, okay? Dottie. I mean, the yeah. first point that you brought up in terms of the reconsideration, that happens a lot, but it's really important, and you said it already, Dottie, that you work with a really good broker. That's why it's so important, and I think Dottie emphasizes this every single week, you have to work with a good broker because in the case where the appraisal comes in low, you can always put in a reconsideration, but you need to find a broker that's willing to do all that work and really find comps, like, like-kinded like comps, to really go ahead and, and challenge the original appraisal price. I just wanted to make sure that our listeners know that it's so critical that when you are in this sort of um, in real estate environment that you use the best broker possible, right? Because they can definitely be a, an ally on your side for sure. Absolutely. Another thing you can try, and you can try to negotiate with the, the seller. You know, the buyer, you maybe say, look, we're all off about, say, $75,000 or let's say $80,000. And maybe the seller could drop their price somewhat and you can come up with a little extra cash. Um, now, I tell sellers when they get a low appraisal, if you're a seller, the likelihood that if you're a second, you know, if you get a new buyer, unless they have a lot more cash, and that's why sometimes the down payment's really important, unless they're putting a lot more cash down, um, you might come up with the same findings. Uh, but you can negotiate, and sometimes the buyer will negotiate and work with you. And I always say to people, listen, the worst thing that can happen is someone says no. And that's not the end of the world. It's just no. But if you don't ask, you'll never know. And you don't know the buyer's predicament. And the buyer might say, look, you know what, for another couple of dollars, I'll throw it in, I'll, I'll throw in it, I'll, I'll lower it over 20000 You come up 20000 and maybe you could go to the bank of mom and dad or somebody will lend you some, some money or you can dig it up. But you can try to renegotiate with the seller. And remember, sellers, you might have that same problem on your next deal unless they're coming up with a lot of cash. Okay, so that's another thing. Now, the third thing that I, I have, but I really have not seen this done. I don't know about you, Ace. I have not seen it in my career too much. But some people in their original contract, when they, then when they sign their original contract with the buyer, um, the buyer asks their attorney to put an appraisal contingency in the offer. And what that means is it allows you to walk away from the deal in the event of a low appraisal. So, but, you know, usually if you have a mortgage contingency and you can't get a mortgage, well, then you're not, if you can't get a mortgage, you're not going to, you know, and you have a mortgage contingency, meaning this deal is only going to go through if I get a mortgage, then you can, um, probably get out of it pretty quickly without them keeping your down payment. And remember something else, shop around because sometimes you can get, you know, different deals from different banks. So you might, you know, get lucky enough to find a bank that's willing to lend you more. So anything else you could think of for that? No, I think you covered it, Dottie. That's, uh, that's great advice. Great advice, Dottie. You know? 
Well, and thank you for staying, Ace. I'm just going to talk about appraisals now. And happy Mother's Day to your mom for me, please. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. Same to you, Dottie. Okay. And have a, and have a happy Mother's Day. You too. Take and care. You Bye. Too. Okay. So now I want to talk about the inspection, the actual inspection that you get when you now have gone into contract and you are going to buy this house and you have an inspection. But before I do that, I want to talk to the homeowners because before you put on your home for sale, you have to think that pretty much most people, unless they're buying all cash, is going to have a mortgage and they're going to get a pre they're going to have to have an inspection. So you want to make sure your house is going to pass that and you don't have any kinks so that the person can get out of the mortgage. So you can get a pre-listing inspection. So here's the things that I would do if I was a homeowner before I put my house on the market. I would, number one, clean and service any of the air conditioning, you know, the HVAC, the air conditioning units. This is an easy one to take care of before you put your home on the market. Have the air conditioning thoroughly checked, coiled, cleaned, adjust freon levels if needed, and change the filters. That's very inexpensive and makes a big difference. Two, you can make the attic, basement, and garage accessible. So a lot of times people have a lot of junk. So organize this. Um, you know, if they can't get to items they need to check, the inspections cannot be completed, and there will be frustrated buyers and selling agents. So clean up, you know, you know, if you have a place in the attic where you store a lot of junk or you have some place in the basement, clean it out. Make it accessible to the uh, appraiser. Flip every light and fan switch. Make sure you go around your house, and it's pretty basic. Just check everything. Put on all your lights. Make sure all your water, there's no leaks. Make sure all your remotes are accessible and operational and have new batteries in them so the inspector can thoroughly check all components. And if you can, label things so that it makes it really easier. Again, find all your remotes. Don't, inspector, don't assume that the inspector should know where they are and you want to go on a wild goose chase to find them. You should make that an easy process. Make sure if you have a fireplace that it is in working order. If it's gas, it, it is operational and there's gas available to turn it on. Um, I've seen many gas fireplaces that could not be inspected because the seller never had it hooked up to a propane tank and had never used it. So you should do that. Now, if you don't do that, then you should list on the property that you have a fireplace but it's not hooked up to propane so the people don't, you know, get disappointed that they know up front. And double check this. I'm telling you it's important. A fireplace is a big feature. You want it to be operational. And also, I don't know when the last time your fireplace is cleaned, but the seller, you should, if you're the seller, you should consider having the chimney swept and checked as well. There are often chimney caps that have become rusted over time. And I know with my house, the cap, I don't know, fell off or something, and I had a whole problem with that. So make sure that your chimneys are clean and the caps are in place. If you have a pool, make sure that the pool equipment's checked. 
And if you have a pool that has a heater, make sure that's all in working order. These are things you should do before. You don't want to have the engineer come, and then there's all these things that you didn't do, and that, you know, that can allow the, the, the seller, the buyer to walk away, and it's just a whole hassle. If you have a sprinkler system, make sure that's checked. These are just things that the seller should do before putting a home on the market. Open and close and lock every window. And, you know, if you're finding that, you know, your doors or your sliding doors don't open nicely or they're tough to open, you can always get a little oil or somebody to help you fix that. And, you know, caulking is also important when it comes to windows. As So, you know, make sure that you have them corked properly. These are very inexpensive things to do. And believe me, they make a difference. And those inspectors have basic knowledge of how to operate most things in a home. Do not assume they know everything, no matter how odd, old, or modern. Excuse me. So if you give the inspector, you know, take a little time and give the inspector some information, there will be less chance of something that works just fine being written up because they couldn't figure out how to use it. And also, while the inspectors are supposed to take note of how certain things wore, were left before they changed them, be sure to leave instructions reminding the inspector on how you would like things to be left. And to do this, more than likely, you know that someone's going to have an inspection, you're ahead of the game because you've already covered the things that the inspectors are going to look at. Now, if you are the buyer, and these are some of the questions. And first of all, if you're the buyer, when you have an inspection, I strongly advise you to go, and I think I said this last week, to go meet the inspector, go when you make a time when you can be available, and walk through the home with him. <clears throat> and these are some of the questions that you should ask the inspector. First of all, you need to say to the age of this home, because remember, you're probably not buying a brand new home. So some of the the newest, new, newest things that are out are not going to be in this home. So, you know, for the age of this home, relatively, how does this home hold up? And that's a question I always ask, because I don't care if you have a brand new house. There's no inspection, even on a brand new house, that's going to come out crystal clean. If you, again, the roof, make sure that you check the roof and the, H, you know, and the air conditioning units. And when it comes to the roof, you need to ask the inspector, gee, because they'll say you need a new roof. The average, I forgot the average age of a roof that lights on. But, geez, there's a couple of tiles that have to be fixed, you know, a couple of tiles, or is the whole roof shot? And how much is that going to cost? Understand that the appraiser is looking at what exists in the house today. A home inspection is probably going to cost about $600, dollars $600, but it's worth every penny. And, of course, that price could change depending on the size of the house. Um, You also want to ask the inspector how long has he been doing this or she been doing this because that's important. How many inspections have you done when you're picking an inspector? Um, make sure you pick an inspector that's been around. 
I know we have a break coming up. Can I and, and make sure that you come along with and if he says that you can't come along with them, don't use them. I'm going to finish this. I think we have a break coming up and I'll finish this right after the break. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. After driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, we believe Mitsubishi Motors now launches its most exciting lineup ever. Get thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Choose from a wide selection of trim levels in either front-wheel drive or all-wheel control, all featuring the flexibility of third row seating and with special finance and lease programs you'll be sure to find just the right mitsubishi outlander for you visit freehold mitsubishi today just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area visit freeholdmitsubishi.com that's freeholdmitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788 732-863-2788 freehold mitsubishi Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted now with Salem Surround. Look, there's a lot of competition for your brand and the services you provide. But we want you to stand out. How? By making sure people find you faster and easier on the web. By helping you grow your positive online reviews. By bringing you the leads your business needs to thrive. Our team of media strategists are just like you. We live here, work here, and know the communities you're trying to reach. That's because we're local and here to serve you with boots on the ground and the know-how of a nationwide digital agency. At Salem Surround, we do it all, from digital audio to streaming television, SEO to paid search, social media and websites. We're media strategists, and we're proud of what we do. There's only one thing we're missing, you. Let's grow together. Visit SurroundNewYork.com. Surround New York. Connecting you to new customers. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Chances are your home financing questions won't end when this show does. So the next time you have a question about home loans, ask the lending experts at Citizens Bank. They can help you every step of the way during the home buying process, starting with getting a pre-approval before you start shopping for a new home. Call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I'm going to finish up the uh, inspection process, which will take me two minutes, and then I really want to do someone who's very special and one of the most success- successful restaurateurs that I know and a good friend. Um, Zach, but I just want to just finish up the last couple of things with the inspection. Make sure you get a written report. But as I said, 
Those written reports are very complicated. They're hard to read. So if you have gone to the inspection with the inspector and you ask, gee, what will this cost? What, you know, do I need to replace it right away? You'll have a better understanding of it um, by asking those questions and for sure do not just get the report. Make sure you go um, with the inspector. So with that, I would like to introduce one of the most successful entrepreneurs and restaurateurs I know and a good friend and I think I've watched Zach since the very beginning when he opened up on Main Street and he's got a great series coming up on TV. Hi, Zach. How are you? I'm very excited you to be that? on your show. Yes, I'm Can here. Can you hear me? I'm, I'm here. I'm so happy to have you today. And I can't, and I and I, I don't say this because we're on air. I, I tell everybody, out of everybody that I know that runs restaurants, you by all means are the best. And not only your food, it's your, your food, your atmosphere, the ambiance. You welcome everyone and, you know, in the Hamptons when it's so busy and people are trying to get in everywhere, Zach does his best to help everyone get a place. He's just, and he's taken something from nothing. And because uh, I remember his first restaurant when he bought it, it was a bloody mess. Okay. Zach, I am so excited. I wish you would tell people how you got started and, and how you came to this country, a little about yourself, because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, that guy had money, he had parents that helped him out. Would you tell people yeah. your story? Um, first of all, I'm very excited as uh, being your guest. I know it's so long. Maybe you can speak a little louder. It's hard to hear you. And uh, you said that very right. And uh, I know you so long. You know me since the beginning, which I was probably in Boston then. And I know you probably 15 years now. And I'm very excited yes. to be in your show. And I did uh, grow up, came to where I am today. Um, it's an American dream. I uh, came to this country in 2002 from Turkey. I uh, had a dream. And uh, like everyone has, um, I arrived in the United States. I had no place to go. I had no friends to call. I didn't speak any English. So basically, my home was the Manhattan Street. This was 2002. For a while, it took some time to get on my feet. Um, God is great. I never gave up. I, uh, I was keep chasing my dream. I didn't go out chase girls or I didn't go out clubbing or any. I chased my dreams and I chased my goals and I recently started chasing the deals all around the country and even the global, the worldwide. Um, Starting as a dishwasher at 75 Main, and I loved my job. I was the best dishwasher, and I took it from there. Um, then I moved to Nello's. As you know, that's how I met you there. On uh, Nello's, I worked there for nine years. Uh, Nello's, New York City, and Nello's at the Hamptons, both restaurants. Um, I learned a lot. I met beautiful people like you, all the beautiful clients. Then on, uh, I fired Nello's 2010 by uh, Mr. Marcos, Nello's partner. Then uh, there was the best thing happened to me. Sometimes we need to take lessons. can be the worst thing in your life, but we can turn to a very positive way. can be the best thing in your life. 
that's uh, what happened to me exactly in 2010. I uh, I worked for Nello so long that Nello lost business. Some people came in and they didn't like the way that I was working. They fired me. And the, to be honest, I'm very thankful him to fire me. Otherwise, I will probably still at Nello's waiting table or uh, managing the restaurant or taking well, orders. Zach, just think about it. If they didn't fire you, you might not have Main Street or Bloomar now. I, I'm telling you, it was the best thing happened to me. Sometimes, like as I said, we should take the worst thing and turn to the positive and make it the best thing in our life. I didn't, you know, cry or I didn't get upset that I was like, what's going on? Why did I get fired or chase my job back? I'm like, no, it's okay. That might be my time is over. I should look for something else, which I did. And I came to Main Street and the lady still was the owner of the restaurant. I called her, made a phone call. Um, met her the next day and took it to the next level. And all of a sudden, I seen the, the, all the paperwork, my attorneys and everything flying all over. Then I was owner of the 75 May, May 2010. Then it rest is history. And then recently, as you know, that I uh, started on the reality show, which is like those three. Oh, yeah. You know well, well wait a second. That's, that's amazing. Um, but before you tell us about the reality show, which we've, I, I, I'm seeing all the, all the attractions. I can't wait because I go to Main Street all the time. I've been going since Zach opened, and prior to him opening, nothing um, negative about the woman that owned it. But the woman that owned Main Street lived in another state, and I don't think I've ever seen her there. She was never there, no, so she it was, was never kind there. of a great it. location. Like, I think the best location in Southampton. However, it really, you know, when you don't have an, when you have an absentee owner who's been out for years, I don't have to explain to you where that leads that place. So Zach came Daddy, in. Living upstairs. And you changed the whole thing around. I mean, you fixed it. You, 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 you redid it. And you are such a big part of, of what Main, Main Street is. I don't think it would ever be the same without you. Because when I tell you that he is a welcoming, makes everyone feel at home, really, and in the Hamptons, it's hard to get into restaurants. He tries his best to help people get in, you know, and, 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 and doesn't just throw them out and say, listen, no room. He really does his best. He knows everybody. He's friendly with everyone. He participates in the community activities. He's part of the community of Southampton. Um, he's very involved with all of that. And then you open the second restaurant, which is Blue Mar, which is a couple of blocks away. Which was at Nello's, uh, the place that I get fire. <laughs> that was the old that Nello's. Nello's. Absolutely. That was the old Nello's. That was the place that I get fired. So I paid, you know, I made sure that I fired them back. So I took over the place and I fired them. They fired me um, 2010 I love it. and I fired so them in 2016. <laughs> I fired them well, in a the, the legal way. Payback's a bitch, that's what they say. But, Zach, <laughs> what do you attribute your success? I mean, you work so hard and you're always smiling. I've never seen you without a smile on your face. I really never. And you're so welcoming. Yeah. And kind of, look, I'm in Southampton, and I can tell you, that's the place. That's the place everyone goes to. That's the place everyone hangs with. And it's got a great chemistry, great atmosphere. You, 
you sit outside in that, uh, of Main Street and you'll see everybody that you know pass by, talk, stop, say hello. It's just really great. How did you develop all that? It's, because that's really you. You made that atmosphere. You know, it's very important to, like like you said, that a customer service. I'm in the hospitality business. I have to be nice to everyone, even I have the worst day. I have to smile everyone, even I have the very bad day. It's the key in this place. People are coming to your restaurant. People are coming to your door. They're not giving you a favor. They're coming for good food, good atmosphere, good people. Everything has to be matched together. You, have, you might have a great restaurant, great location, no service, no food. That's not going to make people happy. As much as you're great host, you're you know, very nice to your people. But the key is this special touch. Like you mentioned, I have been here since 2010. Recently, I bought the even building and the main street, 75 main building. I bought it um, December 31st, 2020. And I made it my home. I live here in this building last 12 years. Anytime my customer walks to my door, it's my pleasure to go to say hi, to smile, to speak to them, to ask them how they're day going. It's important to, as an owner, come in serving you, talking to you personally. Like we mentioned, the lady was never in this restaurant. She owned it for the last 20 years, but she yeah, was she lives in another running state, restaurant Pat. remotely. She didn't even live in. She was running remotely. She was in another state. She was in, uh, yeah, she lived in Florida. She never was here. So it's not like, you know, I'm like, okay, place makes money, everything. I'm just going to go live my life. No, I'm happy to be here serving this beautiful community. I love Southampton. I think it's one of the best places in America to live over the summer. I mean, it's the winter even it's good too. If you like somewhere, somewhere quiet, you want to like, relax in them. It's a great time, a great place to be. Um, people here, it's very nice, friendly. You feel like everyone is family. You know, wake up in the morning, get on the main street, you see all your neighborhood and everyone else. When the summer is coming, we're very excited. Everyone else is going to be doing what they're supposed to do. We know that it's going to be a very busy season. Um, what's going on in Europe and Ukraine, people going to stay in America mostly. And the Hampton is the most powerful place that you get all the reach, all beautiful people all around the country, all around the world. I think Hampton is going to have the best season um, this year. Um, we have a lot of uh, reservation already sold um, tables, even the new club that I'm working on in main room. We're opening a nice lounge. It's going to be open six nights, um, serving nice, you know, little bites and uh, kind of like lounge. You sit down, you can get a drink every night. If you want to go out, have a little music, DJ stuff. That's our new stuff for this summer extended. Of course, you're uh, coming to the 75 main you're sitting on the main street, outside, beautiful patio. You watch people passing by. Jack, if you could just yes. hold that thought for a second, and then we are going to have a break, and then I want to talk about your series. But I also want to say, yes. you've got to go to Main Street in the middle of Southampton. You'll see me there. I'm there all the time. Okay? Um, and Jack knows everybody that comes there. Um, we'll be back. I want to talk about Jack's show that's going to be 
New York City's first and only life plan community, River's Edge, will soon be built on a 32-acre campus along the Hudson River, just minutes away from Grand Central and Riverdale. River's Edge, a community for adults ages 62 and up, combines a cosmopolitan lifestyle with the security of knowing that if your health changes, your needs can be met seamlessly right where you live. You have a life plan with easy access to uninterrupted on-site care at no additional cost, no matter how your needs change. River's Edge, your plan for wonderful. Call 844-55-RIVER. That's 844-55-RIVER or visit at riversedge.org. Relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. Relief Factor was developed by doctors. I met uh, the chief architect, a very remarkable man, actually. And he's uh, dedicated to reducing human pain. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good goal. It works. And if it doesn't work, you'll know it within three weeks. That's what they tell you. So they give you a special cheap price for three weeks, $19.95. So if you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you. It has for about 70% of the half million people who've tried it, and they've ordered more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF, the number 4-RELIEF, to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a buy one, get one free extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, receive buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow bedsheets, six-piece towel sets, couch pillows, beach towels, roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com. Use the promo code AM. 970 or call 800-651-0798 800-651-0798 don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one get one free on select products you'll also receive mike's book absolutely free with any purchase 800-651-0798 that's 800-651-0798 or please go to the radio listener specials page at mypillow.com remember use the promo code am970 Senior Software Engineer, Network Performance Monitoring, New York, New York. Datadog, Inc. seeks a Senior Software Engineer, Network Performance Monitoring, responsible for designing, building, and maintaining high-throughput distributed systems responsible for ingestion, processing, and storage of billions of network connection flows per day, among other duties. Applicants should submit a resume by email to employment-positions at datadoghq.com. Reference number 21118.112. Attention Ms. Erica Mejia, Equal Opportunity Employer, MFDV. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I am so fortunate to be with Zach Erdem, who is the owner of 75 Main Street and also a couple blocks away, Bloomar. And um, I, they're my favorite restaurants in the Hamptons. You'll see me there all the time. And it's a friendly atmosphere. You'll just feel like you're at home. It's kind of like an informal home, and everybody just kind of is friendly. And Zach makes that environment. And the food is absolutely delicious. And, his, and the people that work there are a product of Zach. They're all just wonderful. So, Zach. Thank you. Like, I'm totally impressed. Like I said, I started, I, I knew Zach from when he started, and I watched him work hard and build what he built. 
now you have a show, a reality show. Do you want to tell us the name of it? And, 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 and I mean, I saw all the coming attractions, when that's going to be on and, and what that's about, because and how, the, how did you end up landing that? Yes, um, the show is uh, called Serving the Hamptons. As you know, we are in the Hamptons. So we're serving the Hamptons. We were serving the Hamptons already. As I mentioned earlier, when you sit outside 75 Main, you down, you're like in movie. You know, all the beautiful people passing by, you're all celebrities, you're all kind of stuff. It's like real movie at 75 Main Patio. So, you know, Teresa Sorkin approached me last year. She said that she wants to do the show with me and... That's how it started. We took it, and now on Discovery Plus, it called Serving the Hamptons. It was aired on April 7th, so we're on Discovery Wait. Plus. So you have to get the Discovery Plus. Is the exclusive on Discovery Plus, correct? Right. Yes, yes, on Discovery Plus. You can watch all the episodes on, on once. It's a five-episode. And uh, it's a 45 minutes long uh, episode. So it's, once you start it, you finish it. The show is incredible. We have all kinds of dramas. In the, you know, you've seen in the face of the restaurant. You've seen the front of the house. But you've never seen how the restaurant worker gets ready or where they live or what they do after work or how is the back in the kitchen or what's the downstairs, what's in the prep kitchen. So basically we're showing you all kind of stuff and the reality. And what's going on in 75 Main? As you know, 75 Main caters like 1,500 people a day on the weekend. Um, that's a lot of drama goes on. I don't know how you, you know. do it. I mean, you're always <laughs> open. And, like, there's always a million people there. I mean, for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and uh, late at night. And late night. And, and you're always on, and you're always there. And then you have to run back and forth because you have a second restaurant which is a couple of blocks away, which is just as great. Um, and now you have the reality show. How is that for you? Was that a, like a crazy experience? It's very fun. I, I wish everyone watched the show and they will see a lot of stuff and they will learn a lot of about me as well. My personal life, my childhood is there. So if people want to know who this guy is, how he made it all things, there's a lot of explanation on that. So I hope people will get a Discovery Plus and watch the show and enjoy it. It's a beautiful show. Like, as I said, there will be so much stuff about me, my staff, and how I run my restaurants and clubs and everything else in my hotel. It's uh, First season was last summer. We filmed it July and August, and we're coming second season. It's going to be on um, July and August as well, where we'll, we're going to film again. Hopefully, this will be more episodes. Hopefully, be the... Uh, much better than what uh, the first year. That was our first year, and we were all excited. I'm still excited, to be honest, to have my you own show. Be. You should be. I mean, you really part. are the American dream. And when I say the American dream, I mean, you went from rags to riches and worked yourself. I mean, everything was that, and working, just working hard. And if there's anybody who exemplifies the American dream and how we are so lucky to be in a country and sometimes we take it for granted that if you really, really want something bad enough, and I, I say that because you really have that passion. I mean, Jack, you gave up like your life for this. I mean, this is, I mean, he, he's there every single minute of the day, you know, and it's a big undertaking. We're just like 1500 people come a day. 
Um, and Zach's always there with a smile on his face. Plus, besides the food is delicious and the people, what a difference it makes when somebody knows you and somebody's happy and smiles and he doesn't forget anybody. Now, with the show, I want to post it. So it's on Discovery, and you can watch yes, it. And what you'll learn is, you know, everything looks wonderful on the, on the outside, and you'll see what it's like to really run a restaurant and how all the people that work in, the, in Main Street have integral parts of it and how they take the restaurant. Because when you're in the restaurant business, it's 24-7. So it really becomes, right. I would say, part of your life, no? That's exactly I mean, you're right. And, like, the best part in this show that you're going to see how the restaurant gets ready, how everyone gets ready. You're, you know, you've seen the people come to your, your face, you know, smiling in the morning. They're taking your order. But before that, what, how did they get there? How did everything, where did they live? There's a lot of stuff that you will learn about the Hampton, Hampton life. The people come from uh, all around Miami City or uh, Nashville. We have staff all over. So these people come in. And you have people from nationwide, too. You put everyone in together, and then you've seen all the cultures together. People live together, and then come up beautiful picture. When you come sit down at 75 minutes, of course, you don't want to see any drama. Either. You want to have a beautiful time. You, you want to have a beautiful meal. You want to have a great time there. That's the best part of the show. You're going to see everything on the show. And then my side, I was super excited. You know, if you're in New York City, if you're in anywhere in the country, you're going to see my face all around the buses and the bus station. I see it on the buses, Zach. And I even see the best all over. Sunset Street. Daddy, the best one is on Sunset Street. The best big billboard. You walk through, you go to your home, all the celebrities pass by. I'm on that billboard as well. One thing it was so impressive, one thing was made my, I was almost going to cry. 2002, on those streets, I was homeless, walking, trying, trying to find a you place. You place to sleep. But then, that I, mean, I seen those buses carrying my face, those streets. It's just such a, you know, God is great. I have a goosebump anytime I think about that. The God is great. So it's like really something so special for me. Those yeah. buses, all those taxis carrying my face, those streets that I was homeless. But so yeah, incredible. It's I mean, it's, it's and it almost sounds like, you know, a story that's almost not real. This is a man that was homeless, had nothing, came from another country, did not speak this language. What would you, what advice would you give people I, that are, are no, struggling it, but have a dream? It's so important, Daddy. One thing that I always tell to people, first, they have to have a dream. You have to have a plan for yourself, Daddy. It's so important because you need to know where you want to go. Even you, like you have nothing, you have no money in your pocket. You have to have a little small like plan that, okay, I want to make $10 today. That's your plan. So you work for that. In America, it can happen. Anything can happen. I made it and from zero, minus zero, to the, all the way this stuff. I keep telling people, do not ever give up. I know it's so hard in this life. I know that life is not easy. I know that doesn't go the way you want to. Always bad people. Always this. There's something going to happen, but no matter what, like, I had a great job in my life. The worst thing happened, I lost my job. I got fired out of nowhere. I could never imagine. But as I said, from the negative... Well, I always say, to public, your point, Zach, to the very sometimes, yeah, sometimes when I've worked, walked through some of the darkest times of my life, when I got to the other side, and I'd be saying, like, why is this happening to me? 
And then when I got to the other side, I probably found a reason that it was supposed to happen. But I think that I remember what my dad would tell me. He sent me, would send me an article by the old Ann Landers and say, never give up. Um, because like you, I mean, I wasn't homeless, but I had a pretty tough growing up. And I just kept focused. And I'm sure there's a million people that told you that you could never do it. Uh, I get, you know, the, another key is to get rid of the negative people around you. Exactly. That's what I did. When I took over 75 mean, before that, people were like telling me, oh, you're going to this. You're gonna, I mean, it was talking really bad about like my business stuff. They were putting me down. And I cleared up all those guys, all those people around me in it. Like in a week, I cut it. My best friend, I cut it. All the people that I thought they were friends, I got rid of all of them. The be- the worst thing is your worst enemy is your negative people around you. Stay away from these negative people. Just get out of from your comfort zone. Don't give up. When I say that, you know you have to work on it. You can't just sit home and just like okay, I'm waiting for it. The luck is not gonna come to you. You have to chase your luck. You have to chase your dream. You have to chase the goals. You have to chase the deals. You have to chase better things that may, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you a better person. Stop, you know, going out and clubbing or trying to meet some people. All those are the boring part in the life. Look for your future. If you want to be succeed, if you want to be uh, uh, sunny day, the sunny day, go to sunny days, wait for you, just work for it. Of course, smart way is the well, best way to go for thing. it. There is a way to go for it. It's hard work. Okay, it's staying committed and I'm with you. I had so many people tell me you're never going to do it. And I was like, I'm staying away. I don't, you know, stay away from all the people that tell you you can't. Uh, I think that's so important because there's a lot of negative people and they don't maybe mean to be, but they are. And I just can't say enough. First of all, I am very lucky and privileged to be a friend of yours and I consider us friends. And I think I love you. out of all the people I know, and I know a lot of people you know that, you're one of the most important I know you know everybody. I know. I, but really, I, I think the world of you, and I, I love your spirit. I love your kindness. And when I tell you this man is just, and so I hope that first of all, you'll watch Discovery and you have to watch and see the show. You're going to love it. And then go to Main Street or... Go to Main Street and ask for Zach, and I'm sure he'll come and say hello to you, and you'll probably see me there also. So listen, have a happy Mother's Day. Zach, I'll see you next week, and enjoy tomorrow, and make sure you tell your mom and all the people you love how much you love them. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.